Welcome to episode number 10 of the Film School for Marketers podcast. I am Mariah, joined by the wonderful Zach Basner. Zach, how's your day going so far? It's uh, beauteous, if that's a word. We'll make it a word. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. And I'm doing well. I have my, uh, my Starbucks getting all caffeinated up. I don't know if many people know this, but so I live in Sacramento, California and work East Coast hours. So by this time of day that we're filming right now, I start to hit a wall after waking up at 4.30 a.m. So need to do it so I can actually survive through this. <laughs> That's commitment. Getting up every day at 4.30 a.m. just to stay on the same time zone as the company work. Yeah. But yeah. It's uh, It's been over a year and I'm actually, I'm impressed that I've been able to survive. <laughs> Well, today we're talking about something that I care a lot about, and Zach, I know you care a lot about, and that is one-to-one video culture and how you can create a one-to-one video culture that sticks. Um, There's a lot that I want to dive into as, you know, we talk a lot about one-to-one video and how you can use it. At the end of the day, it's something that, you know, one person can do and they can be super successful with, but for you to reach the heights that you can with the success of one-to-one video, it really is something that uh, should be a culture shift for the company. In different ways you can use it, aside from even um, sales or marketing, I, we can talk a little bit too about how we just use it for internal communication as a remote company. Zach, I know you talk about this with organizations that you work with, um, but maybe we can dive into like what one-to-one video culture is and um, you know why should people even consider adopting it? Well, the funny thing is, is that... <laughs> You know, making it a culture is one thing, but just the awareness that one-to-one video even exists is still something I'm running into. I mean, I'll go in, into an organization, we'll speak to, you know, 30, 50, 60 people, mm-hmm. and maybe 5% of them have even received a one-to-one video uh, and really know what that is. And so there's a, there's a bigger problem, which is even awareness that this exists, which also presents a lot of opportunity because people are so impressed when they do receive one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, aside from just establishing the culture, I think we could all do a better job of just uh, making, uh, building awareness around it, especially those who are in leadership. Now, when we talk about what a great culture looks like and why it should be important, it really goes back to why is video important to begin with? And we talk about this a lot. I talk about it a lot. Impact talks about it in general a lot, is that we're all in the business of trust and that we are all competing for our buyer's trust. And the reason video is such an important part of that conversation is because it allows the prospect and our customers to see us, to hear us, and to know us. And that is how trust is built much quicker. And so when we talk about one-to-one video culture uh, and why it's important, it's, it's using the tools and technology that we have and communicating in a way that's going to make our customers feel more comfortable and trust us more. And if we use it not just in sales, not just in marketing, but in service mm-hmm. and in leadership and in all the you know the many ways that we communicate, uh, we can create some pretty radical change within our organization. So that's it's really what one-to-one video culture means to me and why it's important. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even thinking back to when we even started with video, you know, it was like a couple people at a time who started adopting it and who started to see traction with it, and then. Others wanted a part of that success, right? Um, so I think that also kind of helped form how it even became a thing here at Impact. Yeah. Um, 
I think it motivates other people. I think that they, when they see the success of it and how people react, um, you know, they, they want a part of it. Um, it's interesting. I do want to point out, because maybe this is a discussion that we have at a later time, but it's interesting because I think I'm so in the world of one-to-one video that I tend to forget that some people don't even know what it is and they've never received a video uh, in an email before uh, from a company. And I actually was just thinking the other day about how, you know, we talk a lot about it and I feel like there are some companies who are starting to jump on that bandwagon and it makes me think, um, after a while, when is this going to become something that's just like an email? Like, I think it's important to even one, get on the bandwagon, but two, start to get creative with it and don't always do what just everybody else does. But now, well, that's such a, that's such an interesting point you make too. Like if you look at when email became mainstream, yeah. so back mid nineties, there was a lot of sales teams, a lot of organizations that were like, well, that's just not that's a fad. Mm. That's not going to be, that's not the way things have been done. It's, it's, it's too different, too much of a change. Uh, we're going to keep doing things the way that we were. Mm-hmm. And the companies that didn't embrace email, well, you probably don't hear about them too often because they probably don't exist anymore yeah. because they didn't get on this, this trend. Um, I, I, but email, I think was such a, such, uh, of a radical change. Whereas one-to-one video, I think is just easy to wrap your head around. It's, it's the way that I just described it as people have never heard of it. It's just a video you make with your webcam. It's no different <laughs> than sending a Snapchat. Like it's, it's that easy. Right. Or FaceTiming or meeting person, like face-to-face. Like at the end of the day, most companies are now working with other businesses all around the globe. Like this is your face-to-face opportunity. I'd love to dive into like what common pushbacks are that people get. So, you know, maybe you're somebody who's like, awesome. I believe in the power of one-to-one video. I want to start using it, but I cannot get my fellow teammates to use it. Or they've used it a couple of times and they've stopped using it. Um, you know, what are some common pushbacks that you see that people kind of get caught up in and they just don't start doing one-to-one video? Oh, the, uh, the excuses that some folks will come up with are classic. Uh, <laughs> And I, I do understand where that push, pushback comes from. We, we all have fear of the unknown, uh, fear of change. And so it's just natural humanistic, I think, to at times try and poke holes in things because we're uncomfortable with them. I think that the most common objections that I hear are that I'm not comfortable on camera. Mm. Uh, I don't, I'm not familiar with the technology. It's going to take too long. It's easier for me to just do things like I've been doing them or this one, it really just boggles my mind is when people say, well, I don't think that would work with my customer and it's going to creep them out. Mm. I remember the first time I heard that one in a, in a workshop and, um, it was, in fact, in this industry, it was, the exact opposite of how someone would feel. In fact, it was a prime example of how this particular team was not in the habit of thinking like a buyer. They were only thinking like a salesperson. Interesting. And the fact that the buyer never would have been creeped out by that. In fact, it would have gone a long way. And they, now they use one-on-one video a lot. Um, what was the yeah, industry? The, I mean, it was, it's a financial, uh, it's in the financial kind of tech industry, FinTech <laughs> as it's called in the, in the streets. <laughs> you know, what's funny though, is I actually, I think that is pretty common among, um, and like people that I've talked to that give pushback in that same way, like it's creepy or like, 
it's not professional is those industries that that are a little bit more buttoned up and that they they don't feel that they necessarily have the leeway to kind of do something off the cuff like this and different when maybe it's not professional um which is so not true <laughs> well you know what's funny is generally speaking if i work with a sales team we will make everybody send a one-to-one video to a prospect uh if not more sometimes We'll go like everybody come up with three prospects. We're going to send these together. Uh, You're going to have time to send them. And every single time that this happens, so they push themselves outside of their comfort zone. They make these videos. They get familiar with how to use it. They send them. And almost every time we have at least one prospect that responds with a video. That's amazing. Yeah. And and not like they're using GoVideo or Subbox. They're like, they're just so overjoyed. The fact that they got a video, they'll record it with their phone and plop it in an email and send it back and go, wow. You, I mean, I figured since you sent me one, I would send one as well. And that, I love that. That, that just, that makes, that makes my day when that happens. But more often than that happens, people will respond and just say how much it meant to them that they were willing to take the time out of their day to record a video. That is hilarious because it, it takes like... <laughs> one minute to send one of these, it doesn't take time out of your day. It takes longer to type the email. Yeah. So in terms of adopting the culture, like obviously it's something that your entire, if we're talking about your sales team right now, they all need to get comfortable with and, and start to do. And we touched upon the issue of feeling comfortable on camera and just feeling like no one... I've had people literally tell me like, no one wants to see this face or no one wants a video from me. They might like it from this person, but they're not going to like it from me. I literally see that, see that as the biggest hangup of why this does not get adopted across the board. Um, I know we've written about getting comfortable on camera um, in the past and happy to share those in the show notes. But you know, what would you say at the end of the day to help encourage those people to feel more comfortable um, and to not think that they're going to like someone's face over someone else's, which is rid- ridiculous. <laughs> well, look, th- this goes back to you're going to become what you think about. So if you're beginning this whole journey thinking that, well, Susie is way better at these than I am, or Jack just ha- he has a better background in his office, so he's, he's going to get a better result. Like If you really think that you're not good and you want to start it off with negative thoughts like that, then you're probably not going to get great results because you're, you know, you're putting some negativity out there in the universe. It's going to come back to you. Uh, but if you really think like, okay, I'm not perfect. This video is probably not going to be the best thing I ever sent in my life, but it's going to do what I need it to do, which is help me communicate to my prospect. Then over time, you're going to get a lot better. And eventually you will get to the point where people go, wow, this video is, is like, almost flawless. And they'll be saying to you, oh, well, she or he is way better at this than I am. Yeah. I think what's helpful too, and I think we've done a good job of of this at Impact is make your teammates feel good. You know, like support them. And when they do record videos, like tell them how awesome they are. Give feedback that's going to be constructive feedback if you have it. Um, Build people up because at the end of the day, like they can build up their own confidence, but it's really helpful if there's a supportive team around it who's encouraging um, each person to continue to do those videos. And if you start to see people slip, you know, finding a way to help encourage them or show them the success that you've had, I think helps get people more interested in it. But speaking of that, um, 
Do you feel like it's critical that it's a top-down culture shift that has to happen? Or can it be successful if a couple people from the bottom, if you will, start to adopt it and try to spread it? Yeah, this, this is an interesting thought and, and something worth talking about because when you think about you know professional video production and in the the bigger produced type of projects, you know, if those things are an organizational priority, they don't happen because there's so many moving parts and things that needs, need to happen with a one-to-one video, you know, one person, and I've seen this happen a lot is, is one person could just decide I'm going to start doing this for myself. And because I know what it's going to do for me and my buyer and see how it goes. And that person will be successful because they're just willing to adopt it. But if you really want to make a culture of something, then it has to be an organizational priority. The reason is, is with anything, you know, it doesn't just have to be video. With, with anything that we roll out in an organization, we've all been a part of a company that has programs. So someone has some harebrained idea to change something and they roll out a program. And the program might start with a lot of momentum, but then, you know, three months, six months, a year goes by and everyone goes, whatever happened to that one thing that we were doing? <laughs> and it's because it just lost momentum and no one ever followed through with it. That's not a culture shift. That's a, that's a program. A culture shift is where, wow, do you remember when we weren't sending one-to-one videos? Remember how different that was? Remember how much harder it was to close deals and communicate things? Remember how people used to get frustrated with us because they didn't, they misconstrued our emails? I think that's a culture shift. So in a culture shift like that, it, it, it's got to be a, an organizational priority. You have to have leadership buy-in, whether that be entire organization leadership buying, like the CEO, the president, you know, the VP, whatever, like that level, or at least having leadership buy-in, like sales management buy-in or mm-hmm. marketing management buy-in, or at least from, from a high level that is overseeing the operations of a department, having that kind of buy-in from the top down. Yeah. And I think a really great way to do that is if you are that pioneer and you take it and you try it out and you start to see success, start documenting that success, start collecting the results and the fee- like replies that you're getting from those one-to-one videos. And if you're on the sales team, take it to your sales director um, and show them success. Because how could they deny not wanting to help implement this across the entire team? Um, so for people who are like, I love it, I'm about it. How do I maybe like spread this throughout my entire team and help our whole team reach our not even reach your goals, but surpass your goals um, to do that kind of thing. I do want to bring up something though that, you know, I've seen teams be all about it in the beginning and start to form that culture within, like you said, maybe a team um, specifically. And then like you had mentioned about the other tools and things that we might use through a program, they start to like fall back and they start to not use it anymore and they start to get tired of it. And hey, like, I'm not going to act like I'm all perfect and high and mighty over here. Like there've been times when an email would have been easier or I just didn't feel like being on camera that day. And I fall into that. Um, and it's just like getting a gym membership, right? And you're all about it in the beginning. And then you fall out of it for a couple of days and it's so hard to get back into it. It's like, how do you continue to keep that momentum <laughs> after it's cool and great? I think the biggest reason why people lose momentum specifically with this is because they're not measuring the right things as they get started. So it's, it's going to be really easy to lose steam doing just about anything if you don't see a change happening. Yeah. 
So let's say you take one group who adopts one-to-one video and you say, your, your the sole measurement is going to be how many sales you close over the next two weeks after you've been sending one-to-one video. Okay, That's, that's going to be your uh, method of measurement. Then you take another group and you say, okay, your method of measurement is going to be how many people you can get to click on your one-to-one video when you send them. Now, if you did that test, same two-week period, doing the same exact things, you just give them different things to measure it by, which group do you think is going to be more motivated? Probably the group that was measuring the amount of clicks because they're going to have a lot more progress that has been made versus the group that just said, this is how many sales we affected. For one, there's too many variables with sales affected. Just sending a one-to-one video is not going to close the deal for you. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, where you were measuring clicks, there's a lot of things that you could change and tangible you know, things that you know if you were successful or not. And so that's what I will always tell a team is like, make sure you're measuring the right things at the right time. First of all, just get in the habit of sending these. If you can all say you sent, you know, one a day or X number per week, then cool. You're all making progress. Then start to look at how many people click on them. What can you do to make sure more people click on them? Then you might start measuring, hey, when I use it at, at in this point of the sales process, or, and I don't only customer service out of this either, when we use it to, to handle this type of complaint from customers on the customer service, this happens. And now you've got tangible results. You've got change that's happening. It's much easier to stay motivated that way. Um, but it all comes down to measuring the right things at the right time. So we hope you found this helpful, but I'm super curious to know if there's other roadblocks that you are facing with getting people to jump on board with it. Or maybe you're like, I don't even know how to get started with one-on-one video. Like Zach said, maybe you've never even heard of it, seen it, done it before. Let us know. We have a ton of resources. It'll be really helpful to get you started. Yeah, I would say uh, definitely go and download, read, share Mariah's ultimate video, or I'm sorry, ultimate guide to sales video, which we'll put in the show notes. And that will eliminate a lot of the objections that people have because they'll understand it. Mm. Because there's a lot of stuff that's covered in there as far as what it is, when to use it, when not to use it, how to do it, things like that. It's going to clear up a lot of confusion. If you find yourself listening to this and you're going, this is a this is a real problem. We want to affect more culture shifts here at my organization. We want to eliminate some of the objections and get the buy-in. Then maybe you should consider a video sales and marketing workshop from us. And if you'd like to talk more about that, obviously you can reach out to me anytime. I'd love to, to talk with you about it. But it solves this very problem, which is you can't get the culture shift. You can't get everyone behind you. Um, this is what we specialize in. We help you get to buy and eliminate that. So let us know what we can do to help. We certainly appreciate all of you for listening and watching today. If there's anything you want to talk to us about, make sure you hit us up on Twitter at ImpactFSM. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. And until we see you next time, keep learning.